0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver, tire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by.
1: Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Yes, yes, I I didn't have the headphones in and I don't know if I hit it. I don't know if I... I I didn't. Don't you tell me I didn't do something good. Okay. Didn't do something well? Didn't do something good. Didn't do something well? Nurse?
0: You did it well, Tim.
2: Now you're lying to me. You're pissed that I don't have the beard anymore. My wife's pissed at you for wanting me to grow the beard back. Everything's falling apart here. Everything's falling apart. That's
1: what's going on.
2: Blues lost yesterday. Desiree Reed-Francois is leaving for 20% less money to go to the Big 12. You want to talk about the NBA All-Star game 48 hours later? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Anyway, Jackson, you have Tuesday turbulence. You will save the day.
0: I'll try. Yeah, ever since we got off the air yesterday, things went real sideways. They did.
2: We, Jackson and I were shutting it down, hard out, 1056 for the Blues and Leafs pregame at 11 o'clock. And Jackson says to me, do you see Pete Thamel's tweet? And all that tells me is Jackson's not listing the words I'm saying, because I'm like, no, brah. I was hosting a show, entertaining millions and millions in St. Louis, and uh, that's when I found out Desiree Reed Francois was leaving for twenty percent less money and leaving an SEC school. But maybe because of oversight committee, to go to a school with an oversight committee. More on that coming up in Tuesday Turbulence. Oh, my goodness. See, you are going to save the show today. I'll try. You are going to save the show today.
0: Yeah. Maybe my beard is my cape. (laughs) That could be the case. Uh, Also, following yesterday's balloon party, uh, the Blues lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I was in attendance. So and yes, took, you were. I took my
2: boys yeah. and my wife. So
0: that that leads me into my first question on this here Tuesday. You're kind adults. of running point today, I noticed. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of, yeah, you're, there's a lot going on, on on that side of the desk. You're getting things settled I can't, in. I can't
2: find an outlet to plug in my computer, which it sounds like it is, it sounds like we're Cape Canaveral when my computer gets going now. I took it into this Mac store and uh, they, they were going to need it for like four days. Really? Yeah. That's a bad beat. I know. So I'm like, okay, I got to delete all the browser's files. Right. Well, then yeah. take it back. We call that due diligence. Thank you. Yeah. So anyway, the thing sounds like it's it's about to take off to orbit the Earth. So <laughs> you might hear that too. over there. Oh, it's hotter than the fires of hell. The bottom of this laptop <laughs> is so... hotter than the fires of hell. Jackson, so you're right. I'm not on my game. You will save this show with Tuesday Turbulence. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackson Bennett Burkett
0: on 101 ESPN. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm letting Tim settle in so he can buckle his seatbelt, get that oxygen mask ready, because we're about to shake up the plane. Oh, Blues lose so. yesterday in a matinee affair with the Toronto Maple Leafs dropping back-to-back games after a run of success. First, how your two-year-old enjoy the game? And second, do the last two games against proper competition concern you, especially for their chances of making somewhat of a real run? Money puck as the Blues' chances of making the playoffs at 19%. No way! Is that right? That's a 10% decrease from Thursday of last week. They're 29% to make. It I'm surprised
2: they're only 29%. Now, as you know... For whatever reason, I don't know how this happened, but over the last couple of years, I want to make this clear, not caring if you don't like my opinion does not mean I don't care. Now, I know that that was like a triple negative. Mm -hmm. I care about the shows I do. I want to make that clear. TMA, Balloon Party, the Tim McCurden Show podcast. But I don't care if what I say upsets people. That isn't like, hey, I'm tough. I'm not. I'm like I'm like a tiny little boy, is yeah. what I am. That doesn't mean you're purposely trying to upset right. people. I'm just like I'm fortunately at peace with just going, okay, you might not like it, but here's what I think. My right. North Star is giving you my honest opinion of which I may be giving you one that might wind up being incorrect. But at the very least, you know, I I'm saying what I think. Right. And so a couple of weeks ago, you posed the question, did I think the blues are going to make the playoffs? And my honest answer is no, that's, that was two weeks ago. That's my, that's truly my honest answer. It's not what I want to happen. And so what has taken place in the last two games is pretty disappointing, but I will tell you that I'm very surprised to hear that, that, the the odds were 29% and now 19%. That surprises me. That, just mathematically, it surprises me. Specific to your questions here on your Jackson Burkett Tuesday turbulence, uh, taking a two-year-old to a game and he just turned two three weeks ago, um, I kind of felt like he'd be good. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody knows uh, they're, they're, children. No one, especially once you have more than one, then you can kind of compare and contrast and know what you might have on your hands. It's like, it's like being a coach with a roster mm-hmm. and I'm going, I think this, this guy's going to be good. Right. But when that first horn sounded, I go, oh boy, and I hap- I happen to capture it nice. on my phone. But since I have essentially retired from social media, minus the LSU mom at the white house gif good and again. retweeting, whatever it is that you tweet, mm-hmm. um, I did not post it, but he was he didn't even didn't phase him and he did, he just clapped the whole time. That's awesome. He just clapped. It was like he was at the State of the Union. The guy just clapped <laughs> the entire time. Better than me. So uh as far as the experience it was a great day with my family, my wife and my six year old and my two year old will will always remember it, loved it. I think he loved it, and I'm sure we'll be back for much more. With that said, um, I was observing the Leafs on the power play, and I was just following number 34. You know number 34 on the Maple Leafs is? Austin Matthews. Look at He spells it weird. Oh, You're about to go after Austin Matthews? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going like to go after him, but it, 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 weird is the wrong word. He spells it differently. That's right. Be curious, not judgmental. I wore that hoodie yesterday. <laughs> and I noticed <laughs> that he was just hanging out with no one around him on the power play right in front of Joel Hofer. I thought oh, this probably is not going to end well if you enjoy the St. Louis Blues. And about a second and a half later, he had deposited the puck into the net. And I thought, well, that's what Austin Matthews is going to do if he is allowed to just kind of lurk in front of the net on a power play. And alas, that's exactly what he did. So you combine that with Saturday. I think yesterday would have been more tolerable if Saturday the performance right. was better. But right. you combine the performance Saturday with the defensive lapses yesterday yesterday. Cairo and the high stick four seconds into the second period wasn't exactly lovely. Uh, it was it was really disappointing. I mean, there was just no way to you know. It was a very slow start to the game. I think both teams had. Eight shots in the first period? First period was pretty dead. Yeah. Uh, and I, you might have that with a matinee. So then my logic was, maybe I should have been sitting there ruining this experience, because you never have another first game with your children, by betting on it. <laughs> I was going to go And betting the under. Yeah. Although I don't know if the under would have hit, because it wound up going four to two. Yeah. And I would guess the over-under was either five and a half or six and a half. Yeah. Because these matinee President's Day games will be low scoring. And then I'm hanging out with somebody later in the day. I don't even remember who. And they go, did you see the Leafs? Or no, not the Leafs, the Canucks and uh, Wild. Did you see that? I know I'm asking the wrong. like. I, uh, cu- I
0: mean, of course I saw it, but I don't want to like rob the listeners of, of knowing the final score, or what happened in the game.
2: I'm all in. <laughs> the
0: Canucks, the Vancouver Canucks. And the this Minnesota is what we call Wild. a
2: delayed tactic. In yeah. the industry.
0: That was a hell of a game.
2: And what stood out to you about it? Uh, the four check? <laughs> Final score was 10-7. to Oh, what? <laughs> right. That, that sounds like it surprised you for somebody who was paying such close attention to the four check. It sounds like an Iowa football game. That's a high scoring <laughs> yeah, Hawkeyes game. Uh so I go, Oh, I guess maybe that read on the boys maybe taking it. That's the thing about hockey players, they don't take it easy. Yeah. Thursday Cardinal game with the Marlins, it's probably gonna be about an hour and ten minutes and one to nothing. It's and not everybody sure. just kinda winks and nods and go, Hey, we gotta go to Miami. I was about uh, to say you'll yeah. understand. Especially if we're heading back to Pittsburgh or something. So uh yeah, disappointing, Jackson. And um I, but I have to I, I you, I mean, while I might have broken the news to you that there was a 10-7 hockey game, even though you were right on with the four check, right. uh, the the news that was broken here is that, uh, what's the name of that site again? Money Puck. Money Puck, yeah, Moneypuck. 19% for the Blues in the playoffs. Yeah, God, if you're giving me 5-1, to one, I'm taking the Blues in the playoffs all day right. long, even though I don't think they will get them in the playoffs, I would take Five to one. Yeah. I kept spitting those
0: numbers out to Doug last week when you were out on TMA, and he was always so shy. He's like, 29%. Like, they're better than that. And now they've dropped 10%. I, I think it was right after the Edmonton game, they were like 29.2% after a big win against a great team. Right. And then they dropped to Nashville and now Toronto and dropped 10%. Uh, I guess like right now
2: at the season end they wouldn't be in the playoffs and last week they would have been. But either way, yeah. That's, but the, that's more about a futures play. And I mean, I don't know if Doug Armstrong's comments had anything to do with that. Which I, maybe. by the way, completely agree with. I wouldn't be buying if I'm him. Uh, this uh, whereas last year was kind of mid-January that would be the defining moment for this season for the season. And then the Blues unloaded uh, Tarasenko, O'Reilly, and Barbashev. Uh, In this case, you are about to see it. You have one more home game before they go out on the road for, I think it's 8 of 9 or 7 of 8. And uh, and and they're going to be playing some quality teams as well. So uh, here we go, and it happens to correlate with the trade deadline. So this is it, and I want playoff hockey. I know the vast majority of you want playoff hockey too. Probably don't want it necessarily at the expense of trading away uh, prospects to get a, a chance to be a seven or eight seed. But with that said, it's just there's just a, the weather warming up. Although now I guess the weather warms up in February, and I'm a <laughs> okay with it. Right, but uh, the. weather Weather warming up, uh, a thunderstorm on the horizon, and Blues playoff hockey underway, and the Masters all correlating with the Cardinals starting their season. That's my happy place. Yeah, it's and good time And sundresses. That's time to be That's what I need. So I would love to have it, but uh, my expectation is that we will not have it. And uh, and I'm, I'm at peace with it, but I certainly would love to see it happen Saturday. And these two day, day games, <laughs> Yeah, because it's one thing when you lose. It's another thing when it's the, the manner with which they lost. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. Studio cameras for the YouTube channel presented to you by the Air Alliance team. It's 101 ESPN on YouTube. Go on in there. That YouTube chat is active as always. Jackson has part two, which is focused on Desiree Reed-Francois exiting Missouri. We will get into that on the other side of the break. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to the program. It's called Balloon Party, and Errors airs on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. T McKernan at InsideSTL.com is where you can send your questions, comments, uh, or whatever you please. Uh, as Jackson and I will be doing the Tim McKernan Show podcast at approximately Jackson 1120. Yep. On the YouTube.com TMA. TMA STL channel. dot YouTube.com slash STL. So come on in. The water is warm. Uh, that's sports, but it can be Whatever you please. Right now, here on 101 ESPN, we're in the midst of Jackson's Tuesday turbulence. It's time for his second question-slash-observation. Jackson Bennett Burkett.
0: Yeah. Desiree Reed-Francois is leaving Columbia, Missouri for Tucson, Arizona in a shocking move yesterday that leaves a vacancy in the AD office in a time where Mizzou is in as good a place as it's been in recent years. What do you make of this news? Do you think that there is some internal conflict between DRF
2: and the board of curators. Uh, question number one, what do I make of the news? I was stunned by it. Um, I want to I I state some things that are facts that, that I realize many people who are either not Missouri fans or just casual observers of this story may not be aware of. She was making $1.25 million at Missouri. Uh, she will be making $1 million at Arizona. That is a 20% reduction in pay. Now, I, I, maybe, I don't know, we, we talked a little bit about that on, on TMA, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think it was Doug Vaughn um, said, you know, once you make a million dollars, it's, you know, it's kind of like you don't really care, but if you care because it's a million dollars, but I'm telling you, if you're making 1.25 and you're dropping down to one, that's material. That's material, yeah. that's material yeah. especially when you're choosing to do it. Right. That counts. So you have that. That's that's number 1. Uh number 2, the the fact is she had a program That was in the SEC that she's leaving. And right now in college athletics, and maybe this won't be the case in five years. Hell, maybe these conferences won't even exist in five years. If you are in the SEC or Big Ten, you are in one of the desirable jobs. That's not a shot at like a Kansas or something like that. I don't really care. I'm just telling you that's the way that college athletics is at the moment. You want to be in the SEC or Big Ten. She left The SEC slash Big Ten, the SEC leaving Missouri and going to what is now a Big 12 school in Arizona. That is strange. So you have a choice of a pay cut of 20%. -hmm. You are leaving the SEC uh, and you are inheriting two hires in the two sports that when it gets down to it really matter. Right, The for-profit sports. The college football coach at Arizona is brand new because the college football coach who made Arizona perhaps the second most surprising or maybe yeah. most surprising team of 2023. I think it's either Missouri or Arizona right for one and two, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Jed Fish left to replace Kalen DeBoer when he replaced Nick Saban in Tuscaloosa. So you have a new coach that you didn't hire, mm. just like she didn't hire Eli Drinkwitz. And a basketball coach who just got an extension on the same day that she got the job. in yeah, Arizona, Lloyd. Who goes through 2029 yep. now. Yep. So, you have those things. These are all facts. And then you also have an athletic department that financially has substantial issues. Jackson, what's the uh, number there? They are a $177
0: million deficit.
2: All facts. Now... What what takes place going forward on this conversation becomes opinion and speculation, and that's why I want to separate the two mm-hmm. and attempt to compartmentalize. For the life of me, I don't know what is going on, but there's no way to look at what I just stated as four facts. Those are not dispute. I suppose you can say, well, you know, you don't want to be in the SEC or Big Ten. That, I guess, you could say is opinion. The other three would be facts and I'd like to think most people would agree at this moment. Again, it's not anti non-SEC, non-Big Ten. It's just kind of, that's where the money is. That's where the stability is. Uh, Why someone would choose to leave. So Gabe DeArmond, who I wanted to get on the show today, but uh, the colonel's not available today. He's available tomorrow. Uh, Gabe and I were texting, and uh, Gabe wrote, you know, and also did a a YouTube show yesterday about this situation, that on February 8th, so not very long ago, 12 days ago, Missouri announced this oversight committee that would be handling uh, a lot of the responsibilities that would also fall under the job responsibilities of the athletic director, And it is Gabe's theory that the combination of this committee, along with the extension given to Eli Drinkwitz, not the most recent one, but the one that was given in November of 2022, when he was an under 500 coach, was not something Desiree Reed Francois was on board with. The board of curators did that. The board of curators hired Eli Drinkwitz. Desiree Reed-Francois did not. Desiree Reed-Francois was not the athletic director when he was hired. Jim Sturk was. And Jim Sturk brought to the board of curators three finalists for the Missouri head coaching job. Those names were Blake Anderson, who was the head coach at Arkansas State, no longer there, Skip Holtz, and Sonny Dykes, who has had uh, s- success in Fort Worth at TCU. Uh, although did not have success this year, he did have his team in the college football playoff championship game against Georgia. And so... That was not her guy. But the board of curators, in Gabe's reporting, felt some kind of equity because they had found the guy. And when they told Jim Sterk, these three finalists aren't going to cut it, you go back out and find somebody else. And he tells the story of a curator, uh, a member of that board, going to Appalachian State and meeting with Drinkwitz. And the next day, Drinkwitz was the Missouri head coach. So, why do I include all of this backstory? The theory being that the Board of Curators and Desiree Reed-Francois not on the same page. She's getting frustrated by it. She wants to leave. Or, if you really wanted to take a leap, you could say she was being told, hey, as great as things may seem they are on the outside, you may not be long for this spot, and this may be a chance to get out because you do not want to have it on your resume, especially relatively early in your career as an athletic director. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not like uh, she's brand new, but still, she's a young woman Mm -hmm. in in terms of uh, athletic directors and ages go, and you don't want to have the firing scarlet letter so you can have the reset of your timeline, so to speak, and going to Arizona. And you go, well, it's this oversight committee. Well, guess what Arizona has? An oversight committee. So the whole thing... It, 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 I've seen a lot of athletic directors come and go. I mean, when I was in school at Missouri, it was Joe Castiglione who is still in Norman, Oklahoma, after That's leaving crazy. Columbia. Which is, you're right, it's crazy. So I saw Joe Castiglione. I saw Mike Alden. Uh, we've seen. I feel like I might be leaving somebody. Mac Rhodes. Rhodes, Jim Sterk, Desiree Reed, Francois. I believe yep. I've covered them all yep. uh, over the last thirty years. And, and honestly, and I've been doing this for twenty five years. An athletic director at at most schools, including Illinois and Missouri and St. Louis University, it's really not something that, you know, you might talk about it a little. You might not talk about it at all. But because of the circumstances and because for the first time ever, I think the public, which is great as a Missouri fan is interested in Missouri football beyond people who went to school there. Yep. And there is a real buzz that Missouri could be in the college football playoff. Again, obviously part of that is the fact that there will be a 12, 12 teams. Uh, I think if you only got two or four in, I don't know if people would re- really be thinking how likely that is for Missouri next year. But it certainly would be possible. But with 12, there's almost a sense of an expectation for it this year. Which I love, but it also can cut both ways. That if you have a nine-win season that normally would be great, it may be disappointing depending on how it all plays out. So with that said, if you have a college football playoff potential program in a school, in a fan base that is not used to that at all, you would think, well, then you're in a great spot. So then why Would you ruin that momentum, whether it be this newfound committee or Desiree Reed-Francois, and break it up? And that, to me, is why this story is getting a hell of a lot more attention than what a normal move for an athletic director would be. So, with that said, Jackson, I know you are a big Missouri fan and observer of this situation. What is your opinion?
0: Yeah, some other other facts are also... You know, Arizona is not only there in the Big Twelve, but this is going to be their first year in the Big Twelve. This is a, a major moment where you're moving conferences, conference realignment. You're all over the place. The SEC and the Big Ten are solidified. All is good. Things are make, people are making money, real money. You're shifting conferences. That's crazy. Second of all, Missouri just secured sixty-two million dollar donation, twelve of which are going to the NIL fund, which is massive. I mean, that is, for an AD, that is like that's music to your ears to get that kind of donation. That's why you. That's what you work for, to get stuff like that. And so that happened about two weeks ago. And now for this to happen, it just makes it even stranger. Now, she did go to Arizona for law school. That is something that is noteworthy. However, being in the SEC, like if you're looking at your career, given what we know, because there's a lot that we probably don't know, but given what we know, it would seem like you're doing outstanding work in Mizzou and Appearing to be things are only going to get better. Not to mention the NIL laws in Missouri are about as favorable for a school as any other state.
2: Uh, it's that there's that as well. So I I don't know mm-hmm. if we will ever find out the real story. In other words, I don't know if if Desiree Reed Francois is going to is she starting a new job has any reason to. Start, you know, and I don't know if she would do an interview per se, but start telling her side of the story through quote unquote sources Um, or if members of the board of curators will tell their side of the story. But either way, considering what the mindset was of the vast majority of Missouri fans following the win over Ohio State And even those who aren't Missouri fans and who may have reluctantly gone, oh, boy, they got it going in Missouri. uh, For what has taken place over the last five weeks with Blake Baker and now Desiree Reed-Francois, that momentum that you felt, and even with a basketball team is an absolute dumpster fire, those who are paying close attention to that know that Dennis Gates has uh, a ridiculously highly touted recruiting class coming in. That how would you go from feeling as about as good as perhaps you felt about Missouri athletics to a change, not just with Blake Baker going, but the person who is at the top, at least what you think is the top, the athletic director leaving and again, leaving for a lesser job. Right. If she was leaving to go to her, you know, her undergrad alma mater, UCLA.
0: Yeah, that's that would be. And she's from California.
2: And it's a big 10 school now. Yeah,
0: that's a different story.
2: But this is not that, Ooh, and also you. if you're keeping an eye on that situation, the UCLA AD may be out soon. Yeah. So run, So <laughs> if if you're if you're going well, if she just wanted a new challenge, and she had all the time in the world. Then why not wait for right. that possibility? Right. So yeah it's, it, it, you know that 's why I wanted to make sure I just went okay here's here 's a fact here 's a fact here 's a fact here 's a fact because everything else is going to be speculative but i i haven 't seen an athletic director move get this much attention in my time doing television and radio. Uh, this one is absolutely getting a hell of a lot of attention and it 's not just local it is in this community around the country going. What in the world? Uh, ben Fredrickson had a quote in his column, and I don't have it pulled up right now. He goes, You show me somebody who leaves the SEC or Big Ten, that's one thing. You show me who leaves the SEC or Big Ten to take a pay cut, and you might be looking at a, mem- a club that has one member. Right. That is how right. uh, surprising uh, this move was. That's uh, from Ben Fredrickson. I believe he was quoting Football Scoops, uh, I think was the name of the site, uh, yesterday with their observation on what is going on. Welcome, 314 9646 You, of course, can participate in the chat in the 101 ESPN YouTube channel chat room. This is Balloon Party, driven by S St. Louis Acura and S Burkhardt Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Or UAP for short, there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com
1: we're right back to the balloon party on the tim mckernan podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn
2: Welcome back, Blue Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you on the program. We welcome you to participate by texting in the Air Comfort Service text line, and by chatting in the YouTube chat. Very active in that YouTube chat, Jackson. Is that right? Uh, yeah, 124 people are in there. I see. Uh, is it Preston S one? Oh, Eric Nickens, Tiny PP, Kyle R. Do you pronounce it John Scores? Yeah, I like I re- John Scores. I like the name course, Preston PP. I like the name Preston. Preston Wilson, 2006 Cardinals. Number three. Uh, And then in the, uh, getting a lot of texts in the Air Comfort Service text line, uh, and uh, somebody was saying that it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out why you would rather make $1 million and live in Scottsdale, Arizona, or $1.2 million and live in Columbia, Missouri. Not only that, it's going to look real great on her resume that she turned Missouri around in her tenure. Then go to Arizona school that's in financial trouble and turn it around. She's going to be looking as a financial genius. Um, I suppose that that could be the case. Uh, University of Arizona is not in Scottsdale. Um, it's about... Uh, two hours south of there, I believe. But uh, other than that, uh, yeah, I I suppose that could be the case. I mean, yeah, listen, Doug Vaughn said this also uh, on TMA earlier today. He took a 20% pay cut when he was working in Miami doing local television to come back and live in St. Louis. So he goes, uh, you would much rather make less and live in a place that you want to live in then make more and live in a place that you wouldn't want to live in so it maybe maybe she just really hates cold weather I don't I,
0: know I kind of hope that is the case like if, if all things considered I would rather it be like yeah I wanted to go to a place where I've lived before nicer weather and that's kind of it like that would mean that maybe things at missoula board curators wise there was no riff and that would be great because that would be mean that they're might not be problems down the road, but when a story like this breaks and there's so much unknown and in such odd circumstances, you have to wonder maybe something is coming down
2: the road. Tim, did your son have fun and yourself watching the Maple Leafs dominate the blues? That's from the 314. Uh, yes, we loved that afternoon. It was an incredible afternoon. I, I mean, certainly would have preferred a different result, but as you might imagine, uh, when you just turned two, you yeah. probably aren't necessarily <laughs> aware of what was going on, but... If he does love the game of hockey Mm. throughout the rest of his life, uh, he will be able to tell people that he got to see Austin Matthews have himself a day yesterday. So, you know, he's got that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying something similar with your older son about seeing the opportunity to see Otani and Mike Trout when they came
2: to town. Yeah, I wanted to make sure he saw And that. Albert, Yeah, you know? and, and so that's why I wanted to make sure I took him to a game where Albert Pools was playing, and Pools had a grand slam in his first at-bat, so Incredible. always got those things. Yeah, but he loved it. I was really, after people were texted in, and you and you were right, I'm telling people in the audience, people were right, got to be aware of that horn. But yeah. then when, so when the horn sounded, and I looked over, I'm like, oh boy, am I going to have a freak out? And he... It didn't phase him. Is it, it not too clapping. loud? Is it not, is it not too loud? The horn. I don't think anything of. I guess if you don't know that it's coming and you're watching an NBA game on your phone, <laughs> it might catch you. you off guard. But otherwise, you. if you're watching the action, you you have an understanding. They don't just like play it no, spontaneously.
0: I, right, right. It's just it's it's so it's so jarring. Like it's so it's right. so jarring.
2: But if like the Nuggets, are you know, in the middle of a run, then I can understand why you wouldn't. Wanna yeah. hear the horn, you're locked in on that,
0: right? Well, they play you know music and stuff throughout the game, but they it's, do. it's not like it's not so much like, rah, like it's right in your ear. The way there was a commercial that played,
2: it and it it gave me. But it, it comes, it comes, it it comes at chosen moments. No, I know it comes after a goal. They don't just fire the thing. I know, just maybe like apropos you, of nothing. Turn the volume down just a touch. Just, it's just, it's just so loud. Jackson has another suggestion for the game of ice hockey. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll discuss this with Jamie Rivers on the fast lane today. The, hey, Jackson had a thought on hockey. That's how the segment will start. I'm not saying it's going to solve
0: its popularity
2: issues. Those are. Oh wow. Oh, those are. But that that's, was.
0: That's just the nature of the that game.
2: Was, that, was, that was cutting.
0: <laughs> it's just the nature of the game.
2: There's a lot oh of barriers to entry. If Jamie Rivers is here, that door is going to fling open.
0: Oh, yeah. Best of luck, Rivers. I'm a lot of man. I'm not scared. I just think they could turn the horn down The to touch. Jackson, do you have a third question
2: on today's? This is one I'm, I'm pretty excited to talk about interesting to me that you lead with questions that you're not excited about well there's like natural leads you know i see the
0: note are obviously going to be a lead especially right here and then drf big story that's a lead okay. this one is a little bit more abstract Cut. anthony rendon has been
2: quoted in the athletic when talking about baseball i'm putting you on the spot here i know i didn't ask it's not fair to you this is my fault not your fault robin williams will hunting yeah. matt damon sean do you have the audio of this no. I think I I saw the audio of Mike Trout and then they compared it to Anthony Rendon. Uh-huh. And I'm just like I really was a fan of Anthony Rendon's, you know, but I mean, he he was killing the Cardinals too. Yeah, and that's yeah. But what a debacle. This, this, is, this was really if I were a big social media person, you know what I'd say about this? You to walk and talk? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Walk and talk, but I would say this is not a good look. Oh, yeah. If
0: there's any situation where something isn't a good
2: look, this is it. Oh, my God. I didn't know I mean, that there could, was I You couldn't pick somebody yeah. who represents baseball's economic debacle more than Anthony Rendon. And then he says this right after Mike Trout addresses the media and he's asked, hey, have you asked about you know going and, and getting traded and asked about a trade request? And he goes, there's something to, to finish in the job here as opposed. It's just being put in a situation where you can win a championship. And then a few minutes later, Rendon comes out, and he says, go ahead and read Yeah,
0: so I didn't even know there was audio out here, but he was quoting The Athletics saying, it's never been, talking about baseball, it's never been a top priority. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith and my family come first before my job. While this might be a revelation to some fans, especially in Southern California, it may be a more common mindset than you think. Do you believe that more players than not have a similar mindset when it comes to pro sports? I'll
1: tell you, you ask these great questions
0: when we're landing the plane. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the turmoil, especially with baseball, of the journey of becoming a pro athlete can burn players out and some of them shift from a love of the game to a way to make a living?
2: So, Anthony Rendon, career to date has made $178,685,714. I wonder
0: wonder if you could compare that to many games he's played since 2019.
2: Well, that's a great question, Jackson, because he was with that Natitude team that beat the Cardinals in the NLCS five years ago, and then he went to the Angels, and he played 52 games in 2020, 57 (laughs) games in 2021, 47 games in 2022, and he was able to get in 43 games (laughs)
0: last year. Oh,
2: so, I mean, you want to talk about—I talk about the Cardinals being tone-deaf at times. I mean, this is, this is as tone-deaf as it could possibly get. Now, he's saying this to essentially nobody right. uh, because, you know, how many people are locked in on the Angels' camp this year, especially now that there's no Otani. If there's any topic, it's Mike Trout and what's yeah. going to happen with him. Other than that, it's just the Angels are also Rans and no, have, no longer have Otani. But, my God.
0: Yeah. That's bad. That's not something you want to say given
2: the situation. But then it also can speak to why his performance may not be there if it's not your priority. So what was... So what was, you, asked a, you asked a really good question. I want to make sure yeah. i answer it.
0: So it's like... I, you hear something like that, you're like, it, it can blow your hair back. It's a revelation. But what, my question is, do you think that there are more players than one would think? And that is obviously subjective. But do you think that there are more players similar to Rendon who might not... Who play a pro sport, but it might not be their top priority, you know?
2: I I... I... I wonder if he would have said that if the Nationals wouldn't have won the World Series in 2019. It's good. It's a good. He's got the money and he's got a championship. Right. And you don't have to make nearly 200 million million to get to that point. No. You can just kind of go and and the, and the other thing about him is he has I mean here's a, that was a guy who got in a fight last year yeah, with if you fan. recall with yeah. a fan. Yeah. He's catching a lot of hell. Yeah. I think he's I think a lot of this and I don't I mean I don't know I don't think I've ever interviewed Anthony Rendon my guess is a lot of this comes from a place of frustration with his health Mm -hmm. you know I mean when he was healthy he was I mean sick
0: That's that 2019 run that the Nationals had and he was such a big part of it he was like, you can make a case he was the best third baseman in
2: baseball. I mean, he's received MVP votes in in, in five of the first eight years of his career. Sick. Um, and so he, it's just been a debacle, though, for him yeah. ever since going to the Angels, and a lot of that is health-related. And I understand, I, I do, I, I would imagine there, there are a number of guys, plenty of whom play for the Cardinals and Blues, who deep down, you get to a point, once you have financial independence, and if you have won a World Series or a Stanley Cup, uh, that and then you're in your 30s, and you're going, yeah, I mean, you give me the choice of, if I weren't under contract, and I could just kind of shut it down, even though I'm 32 years old, and I could spend this time with my family yeah they would they would prioritize that i I do understand it. I do understand the overall, but part of the job is understanding how you communicate with with fans and the repercussions that can come, and you just couldn't pick like if Noel Arenado would say that, and here's a guy with incredible equity, mm-hmm. and I don't know if anybody would question his effort right uh, I think people would be like, "What in the hell right And that's Noah Arnato, yeah. Now you got this guy who, I mean, has been getting paid. Let me see what the exact numbers are ever since he arrived in. I feel like
0: it's 147 or 157. Well, since
2: he's actually gotten to got the Angels. Uh, $54, $90, 128000000 million is what he has received. And he has played... A grand total of 190 games. Yeah, so just
0: over a season. Right. four of the seasons. Well, the 2020s. You're
2: saying that it's just. Yeah. I mean, yeah, If he didn't have a guaranteed contract, it's the kind of thing you go, okay, that'll wrap it up. Thanks. Right. Totally. You totally. know, and 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 here's the other thing. It's it's one thing for how it resonates with fans. It's another thing how that how that plays in the clubhouse. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yeah. At the same time, I'm sure there are some guys, albeit maybe not as many on the Angels as other teams, but who are, you know, in a, in a similar spot, but I just, I, I look at Mike Trout, maybe it's not fair, because I don't know Mike Trout either, uh, where I'm going there, there's a guy who won't feel fulfilled until he has a championship, mm-hmm. and Rendon is on the same team, and you hear that, and, and, and here's the thing, you've read it, if you hear it, it sounds even worse. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm, you know how I am with like, let's isolate a soundbite and like call out a guy's character and just how boring I find that. But I watched that yesterday. I'm going, oh my God. Again, because this has been going on for years. And then it's like, here, let me make it worse somehow. <laughs> let's start off our first full squad workout my fifth year here by crapping on the game I play that's allowed me to make $200 million uh, and where my priorities are. Your thoughts, 314 Air Comfort Service. Text line, you're listening to Bloom Party ESPN.
1: We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Welcome back balloon party on ESPN. Tim McKernan and Jackson Burkett with you on the program. It's 1054 in St. Louis. BK and Ferrario coming your way following the program. And Jackson Bennett Burkett is loaded for bear with his Tuesday turbulence. Oh, alliteration.
0: Yeah, you know what? I was uh, I, I I teased the idea yesterday of doing a fun one before we did Jr. Because of course we had the hard out yesterday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't get a chance to do it. Oh, okay. So we're gonna do fun. This one's fun. What? And I wanted to ask. So this is not about the NBA All Star Game. Uh oh. But there was an NBA All Star Game. We All-Star all know game. it really was. There was an NBA All Star game, game. game over the weekend in Indianapolis. My thought immediately went to what if there was a sports radio all-star game and what some of the events could be? And I, my mind started firing, like, I'll give you a topic and you have to be the contrarian. And then we give the other guy, like the populist sure, take, absolutely. and you go against it and then you, you're both scored based on it. Uh, who can read the disclaimer the fastest?
2: <laughs> I think would be really fun. I feel really good about my chances. Somebody on 101 is, uh, somebody said you can compete with, McKernan for the the disclaimer might be Rocky. Rocky. Rocky reads him real fast. Yeah, I can't remember who it was on the disclaimer. Maybe it was BT. I don't know. I remember Right. right. And like you like disclaimer speed. That's a <laughs> that's a nice one. I like that. Or
0: like in gymnastics, there's you get points taken on or off from sticking the landing and how you tease at the end of a segment <laughs> would be
2: like if you stuck the landing or not. The great Martin Kilcoin at one point I don't know if this is from the morning grind, so it predates the morning after. uh, And I don't, therefore, we don't have the audio. I don't think we have the audio. Maybe we do. Said there's three kinds of sports talk radio hosts. Now, this was 2004, 2006. This was before the Orlovsky, Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith era of, you know, just say whatever and, you know, scream. but it was, I can't remember, there was guy who, begging for calls guy. Now, this is, this is back when you take phone calls. I was begging for calls begging last for, week on
0: TMA. I was big begging for calls guy. And blaming the listeners if they didn't.
2: Begging they like the for show. calls guy. Yeah. Uh, I, be, I believe uh, discovers his, his opinion while talking guy. I've, I've been that, too. You know, the blues... <laughs> You know I mean the defensive line, you're talking about Austin Matthews,
0: yeah,
2: and you know you only score two goals and one's one's late, and then you know the game before against the predators, and that's the predators i mean they they had' allowed nine games before, and the Blues only got a couple there too. The blues have a scoring problem. Yeah, the, bl- the blues have a scoring problem. Yep. What's going on? Well, and then they, yep. So it's like you're just kind of stating facts, right. hoping for the opinion to arrive. You can deduce something. And like, then the next thing you know, right. you've got a take. The audience can like watch you rubbing the sticks together before the fire of the heat of the take arrives, and you see the smoke smoldering. Well, yeah. I mean, and, uh, and then I think it's just like have a take at all costs, and it doesn't yeah. matter if it's right. Just scream. I believe those were the three. Uh, the three different yeah. types. Of- well, my
0: favorite kind of offshoot of the first one, the begging for calls guy, is the guy who begs for calls, and then when the calls come in, chastise them for their asinine opinions <laughs> and yell at them. And do that. I think that could be a little category in this sports radio all star Uh, game. Uh, I just like, there's so many fun possibilities to do. And it's all so (laughs) great. It's all so like, and then there's little Talk Radio Olympics. Yeah. They're like, there's just little things that you get for extra points. Like if you can really hold the local media accountable for being soft. You do that.
2: Yep, you got to do that. Yeah, you, you got to do that. You sound soft. It's an embarrassment. Everybody's a fraud. Right.
0: Yeah. It's it's volume booking could be a uh, now what's volume booking like mean? like you you get like a roster like a, a list of teams and you just got to start booking writers just yeah. booking writers left and right mm. booking writers left and right I don't think that goes on anymore. I, I don't so know. Either.
2: I don't think so either. But uh, I like that. You're gonna you're gonna create the sports talk radio Olympics. It could be done. It could be done. It would be so funny. Sports talk radio Olympics. I like the idea. Uh, let's see, what we got three one four three nine 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 six four six. Oh, we got ten fifty nine. I guess that's what we got. <laughs> yeah time go <laughs> guy who can't manage the clock
0: right I gotta be the champion oh yeah yeah you'd be gold medal I you'd be gotta be the up champion there. you'd be standing up there
2: uh, BK and Ferrario are next for Jackson Bennett Burkett chairman of the Sports Talk Radio Olympics I'm Tim McKernan this has been Balloon Party driven by S, St. Louis Acura and Munganas Burkhardt Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel